Hi, my name's Shannon, and welcome to my podcast, The Top Sixth Shaz. I'm just your typical 20-year-old uni student, passionate about all things psychology, emotional intelligence, health, fitness, productivity, and just being your absolute best self. This period of my life is bringing me some pretty interesting things, whether that's lessons, achievements, or challenges. I want you to join me in my themed episodes where I tell you just six tips, tricks, or pointers to living a life full of confidence, pride, and productivity. Happy listening! Why, hello there, friends and whanau. How are we? (laughs) It's been a while, hasn't it? I'm very sorry about that. I was really not my intention to leave as big of a gap between episodes this time around, but I... I have no excuses. We've, we're literally back in lockdown again. Um, but I have no excuses this time. To be fair, I have planned the next three episodes. They're kind of like a three-part series, if you will. Um, and I did all my intro for this part A episode, literally on the 31st of December, planning for it to go out on New Year's Day and be all like, new year, new me, and be all great. And then I just never got around to filming like the actual six things. You know how I do six things everything? Yeah, never got around to doing that. So here I am. I thought about just doing the six things and keeping my original intro that I'd already spoken for like 20 minutes about. But I thought, no, that would be like a fake. <laughs> so I'm just starting again, starting fresh. Hopefully I'll just do it all in one big hit. Um, but wow, I suppose everyone's kind of gotten over the whole new year 2021, like yay, goodbye 2020. It's kind of now the 9th of January, so... I don't know if it's kind of worn off that it's now officially 2021, but we're going to do this anyway. We're going to do this in a three-parter of my 2020 wrap-up, because if any year deserves three dedicated podcast episodes, it's 2020, because boy, oh boy, did a lot happen in 2020. So my plan for these next three episodes is to wrap up 2020 into three different like sections. This episode, I'm going to just talk about six things that I'm proud of. Now, I'm not expecting everyone to listen to this episode because I don't know if you even care what someone else is proud of. I personally, I'm weird. Like, I kind of love listening to people talk about things that they're proud of and everything because it makes me feel, like, happy for them and I get quite, like, empathetic for them. Um, But I can completely understand that some people are like, cool, that's your life, so I don't care. But this episode is more probably something that I can look back on maybe at the end of this year, like in a year's time, um, or maybe just like a few months down the track when I'm trying to tell myself, like when I'm in a down in the dumps day or something and having a bad day and I'm thinking, oh, I just, I'm not achieving anything or I'm just not feeling very good about myself and confident, I can go back and listen to this episode and kind of prove myself wrong and prove that actually, you know what, you've done, you managed to do these six things in 2020, so don't count yourself out just yet. So I think it's just a nice episode for me personally to reflect on in a year. So if you want to stick around and listen to this episode, thank you so much. Your support means the world as it always has done and as it always will, but I'm not expecting you all to stick around. Um, so that's what the, my first episode is going to be about 2020 wrap up. My second episode will be about six things that I've learned because freaking hell have we learned some life lessons last year. That sounds funny, um, saying last year. And my third episode is going to be six goals for 2021. Now, 
I know everyone's different with goals and like New Year's resolutions and everything. Personally, I set goals all the time. Like I'm constantly looking at short and long-term goals um, just to keep myself accountable, to keep myself looking forward to something and working towards something and on track for something and just giving myself a why. I think that's really important um, when you want to like improve in an area or you want to achieve something um, is understanding your why because otherwise there's no real reason for you to work your ass off to achieve something if you don't even understand like the reason behind your job like why you're doing it so I of course am one of those people that will set some goals for 2021 as a whole some of the goals I've gotten here will is just like a singular thing like it's to achieve a singular thing um and other goals I won't be able to tick off until the end of the year so I think that's important to have a mixture of goals because otherwise you will spend 11 months thinking I haven't managed to tick off a single goal. Um, so it's good to have kind of like a bit of everything. So that's the next three episodes. I thought I would start off first with a bloody big recap of 2020 and just what the year has been, because I think the year has been such an interesting one for everyone on the planet. Um, and everyone's kind of had a different story to tell. And I think that's been really cool. Like, it's been really nice reflecting on my year personally and talking to others about their years and what they've gotten out of it and what they liked and what they didn't like and what they've taught themselves and what they're proud of. And I don't know, like, I think it's just nice to, it's like understanding where you've come from and then you can work towards where you want to be um, in the future. And it's quite fun reflecting. So it all started, oh, I was going to say it all started in January, freaking duh, like that's how my year works. But January, I was in the UK January and February time. I left the UK halfway through February to come back for the uni year. My intentions were to live in my same flat that I was living in the year before um, with the same people and it was going to be super, super exciting. I was excited to go back to my third year of uni, get back into the gym at uni, um, probably do some more um, nannying and stuff, but I didn't want to clean because I've been, I'd been domestic cleaning for so long um, that I wanted to have, I kept saying a big girl job. I really wanted to get a big girl job because I needed the money and I wanted something that I could put on my CV and it would actually kind of mean something more than, oh yeah, I can look after kids without killing them. So <laughs> just a job where I paid tax and I had a good reference and all that. Um, so that was my intentions. I got back in February, had a bit of time before the uni year started. The uni year started um, and we were pretty much at that first round of assessments, like the week four to five sections of the semester when everything kind of started turning downhill. Um, and it was getting quite bad in the UK where Ollie was. It was getting kind of bad in Australia where mum and dad were. And it was just kind of a matter of time before we were going to get locked down as well. I remember Prune was supposed to be coming to visit. She'd booked a flight like two weeks earlier and she was planning on coming to visit. And I remember sitting in the living room of my flat, we had the news on and it was announced that like everyone was going to have to quarantine for two weeks when they arrive and we're going into alert level two and then alert level three and all of a sudden it was alert level four. Um, and we remember thinking like, what the heck is going on? Like this is actually like kind of bad because we were all just in such denial of what was coming. Like we had no idea what was coming. And then Prune cancelled all of her flights because she was like, well, I'm only coming for 10 days. So if those two weeks have to be quarantined, like that's dumb. And then Australia made it that they had to quarantine. She had to quarantine going back for two weeks um, and everything. And then soon enough, we were going into level four. And initially I was like, oh, that's fine. Like it'll be quite interesting to see what happens. Um, 
and the experience I'm going to have quarantining. And it was just going to be Ruby and I in the flat. And we're like kind of excited. We're kind of ready to see what we could achieve um, in the next month. And it was just going to be a bit of an adventure. Obviously, really tragic circumstances and not downplaying the literal pandemic in any way. Um, but that, seriously, like in March, I'm sure everyone or most people were the same as that. We just had no idea what was coming. So it was all a bit, it was just interesting at that point in time. It was not as scary and nerve wracking, I think, at least in my eyes, as what I now think of it to be. Um, so I was going to stay at home in my flat, but mum was like, no, I want you home. I think we don't know how long this is going to be. I know that it's supposed to be just a month, but we just don't know. I want you home. And then very quickly, the borders closed. And I am no longer a resident of Australia. I'm not, I've never been a citizen. So it was kind of like, well, if I do try to get home, like how can I prove that I'm coming home? Like I don't live there anymore and I haven't done, I haven't, the last time I was back was months ago because I'd been in the UK for the whole of summer as well. So I hadn't spent summer in Australia. And so we used my auntie who's a travel agent to get me back. Um, I had to prove, (laughs) I had all these documents to show the border patrol, like when I flew into Australia and my OP certificate was the one that ended up getting me through. He took one look at my OP certificate, saw Brisbane State High School and he goes, oh, State High, I love that school. Welcome to Australia. Like, Welcome home. And then used his arm to like, wa- like wave me through. So I still think it's so comical that my OP certificate literally got me into a country. But <laughs> so that was good. Um, did my two weeks quarantine at home so I got home after seeing my parents for the first time in months and I couldn't even hug them I had my 20th birthday in quarantine so I couldn't even hug my parents for the two weeks including my birthday couldn't go anywhere couldn't even go to like a park for a picnic on my birthday it was such a weird birthday um but now I think everyone has experienced a quarantine birthday now because it's nearly a year on so if you haven't lucky duck um but no it was really fun and happy I was glad to just be home with my parents for my birthday because I no one would have expected that I wasn't supposed to be home for my birthday you know um and yeah then the borders just completely closed and I couldn't get any flights back into Wellington after that so-called month of quarantine out the month of lockdown and it just kept dragging out and dragging out and dragging out and there's no flights and the few flights that there were they were really expensive and then you had to hotel quarantine and the more we thought about it, it was like it's just not worth it and I'd just gotten a job. I forgot a major step. Sorry, everyone. I had just gotten a job at Jenny Craig the day before I flew out for, or the day I flew out to Australia was meant to be my first day. So I'd done all the interview process. I had met the team. I'd gone to like Max and H&M and everything and bought all the corporate like black slacks and everything. Cause it was like, again, it was my first big girl job. Um, and so I was getting really excited to like learn heaps and have like my own, um, clients and be kind of helping people with a journey that I'm really like motivated by, um, and to kind of make it my own, because if, you know, I don't know how many of you are familiar with Jenny Craig, but it wasn't entirely what my beliefs were in terms of like losing weight, like the whole, um, lifestyle of it was just not completely aligned with my beliefs but I knew that once I had those clients and the client base um, and the rapport with them that you know I could potentially help them a lot more than just what the program allows them to so I was really really keen to um, move 
up in like a new industry that I had never been in um, and all that. And so I was really gutted that I never got to start there. But I was always trying to get back to Wellington because I knew this job was waiting for me when I got back. Um, and I was still paying rent for my flat and my flatmates were waiting for me to get back. And it was just like a big mess. And I was losing money every single week that I was in Australia still. It got to a point where it was like, look, uni's online for the rest of the year. What am I really going back for? Like a job is a job. Yes, it will suck to quit a job, but you never even started. So you don't even know what you're missing. You cannot get back. And if you do find a flight months down the track, it's going to be so expensive. You're going to have to pay to quarantine um, and you're going to have to pay rent up until that time. You might as well just move out of your flat. So my poor flatmates, I had to virtually move out of my flat. I had to hire a stranger of Vic Deals, the local Facebook page that had a van to carry all my things in like using the van and put them in a storage unit. I had to get my flatmates to pack up my whole room. And obviously I hadn't like decluttered or anything. I hadn't even cleaned my bed sheets because there was no plan. Like I booked the flight the night before I flew out. So I had no time. I still had wash, dirty washing in my basket. It was honestly a mess. Still had food in the fridge. Um, so for them to move out my whole room and find another flatmate was just so stressful. Bearing in mind that the same week was like my finals for the semester of uni. So I was stressing about uni. It was all online. So I was feeling really distant and like not understanding every, all my content. I was trying to move out of flat, organize all the storage and everything, organize a new flatmate, get papers and contracts and bonds signed and everything. And on top of that, Ollie and I had talked about me coming to England because he his, all of his flights were well and truly cancelled um, getting to me in New Zealand. And I've got the British passport. So he said, well, the border's not closed to obviously UK citizens. Why don't you come to me? And we thought about it for literally like three minutes. And then I was like, I was so quick to be like, no, that's silly. Like that wouldn't work. Just kind of classic practical shares coming in and saying, no, no, no. Like that's a silly idea. And then you could see in his face that he was like so disheartened because we seriously didn't know the next time we'd see each other. Like if we weren't seeing each other in July, like we thought we hadn't seen each other since February what's to say that we'll it'll all be fine and dandy by Christmas like this could be over a year of not seeing each other and something inside me thought like I've always wanted to surprise him but I would never have the opportunity to surprise him because like we've always got flights booked so far in advance that we'd never be able to surprise each other and something inside me was like nah you've got to do it you've got to do it like this is all the whole opportunity of being able to spend a whole semester abroad with him during the uni year like I couldn't get that normally because uni's never online so it was just an opportunity that kind of all aligned and it all just something in my gut was just telling me just do it and so I booked these flights the same week and I was trying to organize trains and everything with COVID and I had to get my passport um, sent over in a suitcase with all these other things from my flatmates because I couldn't book my flight until I had my British passport definitely because I could not enter the country without my British passport um and obviously I didn't plan on like packing for England when I left New Zealand to go to Australia so all I had was like sweatpants and a few pairs of leggings with me like and then I all of a sudden I was going to England for a semester so I had to get a bag sent over and all this was like literally in the same week and I'm so glad that I documented it and made it into like a little video compilation um, of all of the organization and everything that went into like behind the surprise and all the things that I was juggling at the same time because it's honestly insane when I go back and think about it but at the time I was like no it's worth it um but classic me like when it rains it definitely pours I wouldn't want it any other way though 
Um, so yes, I came here when my semester was over, surprised Ollie. It was the best time of my life. It was so funny. It was a terrible flight though, because obviously I was wearing a mask and I had to wear gloves the whole time and I was flying by myself, which I've done lots of times. Um, but just during COVID, everything was just like escalated, like freaky. Um, and then obviously I had to quarantine when I got here as well. So then I was up to four weeks of total quarantine. Um, and then I stayed for my semester, which was until October. And then all my flights got cancelled. Well, and truly I got rebooked and they got cancelled, rebooked and they got cancelled because I was still going to be home for Christmas. Mum said, you can go to England as long as you're home for Christmas. I was like, yeah, 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 totally. Like it'll all be, COVID will all be over by then. But as you all I'm sure are aware, COVID has not finished its job here in England. It is still very much prevalent in the UK. We are again in the third lockdown um, and it's really bad this time. Like it's, we've got, there's a new strain and it's just, it's very, very easy to pass on. It's, um, it's not good. So here we are in lockdown number three, but I still could not get flights to Brisbane for Christmas or after Christmas or whenever. The next flight to Brisbane, I think was in like March or June or something. And I was like, nah, I've got uni in February. I've got to get back. And so I said, what's the very next flight to New Zealand and the person online from Emirates said the 10th of Jan I was like right well it looks like I'm here for Christmas scene <laughs> and this is like still October time and it's now the 9th of Jan and I fly out tomorrow and it's the weirdest feeling like normally I'm quite excited by the end because I'm going back home and it's a bit warmer and I've got everything to look forward to and I can get back into my groove but don't get me wrong like I am a very grateful and lucky to be going home finally it's I feel like it's been a long time coming I've now been here for seven months um and just to kind of get my independence back and everything and be driving like I haven't driven since June and that's something that always makes me feel really free and independent I'm sure lots of people are the same um so I'm really keen for that but obviously just like the hassle that I've got to go through before that it's really hard if I'm honest right now to kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel I'm leaving Ollie, which sucks, after seven months. So this kind of adjustment is going to be probably the hardest one we've ever done with long distance. We've done long distance for over two years now. Over two years? Um, and so we've said a lot of goodbyes in our time, as you can imagine. But I'm really not looking forward to this one tomorrow. Just because I'm leaving him in lockdown um, for an undetermined amount of time. Like at least until the end of March. So he's got not a lot, whole lot to look forward to. I have to get through three flights um, and then quarantine in a hotel by myself for 14 days, as you all know, probably. Um, and I'm just, once I land in Auckland, I think I'll have a massive sigh of relief. I've just had to get so many COVID tests and I've got to get, I think, four more yet. And there's just, I've just got to jump through a lot of hoops before I'm finally free. So yes, the fact that I'm coming to a country that's COVID free, a boggles my mind. Like I don't know what it's like to be in a room with more than like 10 people. So I think I'm going to literally freak out being in a supermarket without a mask on. And I'm very, very excited. But just if I'm honest right now, I'm not going to glamorize how I'm feeling. And it is a bit, it's just a bit like a fear of the unknown. And just, I feel like I've got to get through quite a lot of hassle um and alone time and I'm not very good alone when I've got too much time to think and that's why I've always been such a busy bot not because I'm like oh I feel so accomplished I'm doing all these things but it's like it just keeps my mind not thinking so a lot of time alone is not very good for me but 
this is good. Again, being comfortable with the uncomfortable. And it's a new challenge for me. Uh, I'm sure where I stay will be incredible. And I'm going to learn so much about myself. And I'm going to learn so much because I've still got uni, a little bit of uni going on. Um, I've still got one paper to do before the uni year starts again. This is like the summer school. I finished my commerce degree as well, by the way. I submitted my last assignment of my commerce degree two days ago. Um, so that's very exciting. So this year I've only got six papers and they're all from my science degree portion. And I will be road tripping slowly down to Wellington from Auckland where I'm flying in after the two weeks with my girl Ruby in my new flat. And I'm very, very, very much looking forward to that. So at least I have something incredible to look forward to and to be very grateful for. But yeah, right now I'm kind of like, but I know I'll get through it. And I'm sure I'm going to keep everyone like updated or do, I'll find some form of like creative kind of outlet to keep myself busy and to keep myself chatting, um, whether that's doing a heap more podcasts, get ready um, or whatnot. I'm sure I'll document my time in quarantine a lot. Um, But yeah, that's kind of where we are now. The week before December, I should also also mention, was a bit of a rough one. Um, We'd finally finished our second lockdown, so another month in lockdown. And I was working like 40 hours a week at Lush, which was incredible to get that much work after lockdown when I'd missed out on work for a month. It was so, I was so lucky to get work. Um, And as much as that during that month. Um, But the week before Christmas, my granddad, my poor granddad in New Zealand passed away. So that was a bit rough. That felt, um, I felt quite lost for a week, just being so far from home. And I've just always felt so guilty the last year or so, not being able to see him and not being able to hug him and spend time with him. And, you know, all the coulda, woulda, shoulda, like I could have called him more. I should have called him more. I should have made this effort and everything. Um, So that really sucked. I feel really sorry for my mum who was stuck in Australia and couldn't get over to see him before he passed. Um, And also she still can't go over to see him. Um, So the funeral has been well, well pushed back and it'll be kind of more of a memorial than a funeral. So that was a bit shit. Um, And the very next day after we heard the news of my granddad, Ollie's dad had a like mini stroke and so we were calling, I was calling the ambulance the next day and he got taken to hospital in an ambulance. Um, but because of COVID, he could only go to the hospital by himself. So that was just a really scary thing to go through. Thank God that he's okay now. Um, but that was just all a bit too much, a bit, <laughs> a bit too condensed for me. And again, I had uni deadlines and everything and I was working so much. And I literally went to back to work the next day and I was like, I'm fine. Like I was in so much denial and I went to go tell my manager, like, just so you know, like if I look, if I seem a bit off, like this is why. And I tried to tell him and I just burst into tears and he was like, Shannon, go home. Like, this is so, like, you've got bigger issues right now. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went home, went back to work the very next day, worked all day because I was just mute. Like I just, I was emotionless. Um, And then the day after that, my girl, Amy, like one of my bestest friends was working with me. And she just took one look at me. She was like, are you okay? Like five hours into the shift. And then I looked and I was like, no. <laughs> so I'd literally held it in. I'd held it in too much. Um, and I hadn't processed anything. 
and it was all starting to kick in. And you know when there's that person that you feel comfortable with and they just manage to like reach down into your deepest, darkest emotions and get them out of you? That was Amy. So she took one look at me and said, are you okay? And I was like, nope. (laughs) And it all just came flooding. So that was really unlike me to kind of fall like that. Um, But that's one thing that I've learned is just like that that's okay. Here I was trying to be so positive and I was trying to be grateful and count my blessings and, you know, um, not be so sad and think, oh, everyone else has it worse. But it's like, yes, other people do have it worse and you do have many things to be grateful for, but that doesn't mean you're not allowed to be disheartened and a bit sad and to process things, um, whether they're big or small. If they're big to you, they're big things. And I think that took me to finally break down to realise that, yeah, I'm actually entitled to have a bit of a cry. (laughs) So we'll get back into that um, a bit later on, I think in another episode later on. But I've literally been talking for 25 minutes and I haven't even started the freaking podcast part. So without further ado, if you've gotten this far, let's talk about some things that I am bloody proud of this year, despite the crazy year we've had. Okay, not gonna lie, I just ate like a good couple of handfuls of something vinegar chips. Good to know I haven't changed though in a whole year because little odd me a year ago would still be eating a whole packet of salt vinegar chips. So that stayed the same, hey? All right, let's get stuck into it. The first thing that I am bloody proud of this past year is by putting me first. Little old me a year ago, I keep saying little, like I'm pretty sure I weigh the same. <laughs> And I have not had a growth spurt at all. So it's the same me. But 12 months ago, me had no idea how to put me first. I was exactly like my mum and an absolute people pleaser. And I think it's good to be a people pleaser at times because it shows that you kind of consider others before yourself. And sometimes that's quite a selfless thing to do. Sorry, I'm like burping from all those salt and chips. Okay, I'm done. Um, It's good to like at least take other people's thoughts and kind of consider them um, and put them into consideration before making a final decision on some things. But you don't always have to consider and kind of rank their opinions and their motivations and their effects on other people before yourself. If everyone did that, then they'd just... Like, if I, I was constantly doing that and constantly putting other people first and constantly not doing what I thought was right or something that I wanted to do purely because I was too scared of what someone else would think or I thought that, no, that's too mean on the other person or the other person wouldn't agree with that or they wouldn't want that. And it meant that I wasn't even doing things that made me happy or I wasn't doing things making the decisions that were actually in my best interest. So... At the time when the pandemic hit and I was back home in Australia and time was just lagging out, all I wanted to do was get back to Australia, uh, get back to New Zealand, sorry, not because I wanted to be back, but because I felt really bad for the job that I was about to start. I felt really bad for not being back in my flat. I felt really bad for my flatmates because I didn't want to have to move out and like leave them with that burden. I felt really bad for thinking, oh my God, I'm going to England. Like that's, that's not very fair. Like that's not what I should be doing. My parents wouldn't have like, like that. It's not the right thing to do. Um, and I was constantly putting other people first and not thinking, Hey, but what do you want? Like, what do you think is right? And I think I still have a very long way to go. Um, 
I still have never had a sick day at Lush. The first quotation mark, like sick days, were the ones where I had meltdowns at work. And I felt like I came into work the morning that I found out about Granddad. I had puffy eyes. I held it together. And I was just going to warn my manager, like, hey, I'm working nine hours today. So just so you know, I might be a bit off. He just could not believe that I was even there. And I know for a fact that half the people listening to this would have done the exact same thing. And that's like, that's putting other people first before your own mental health, your own physical health. Like I was not fit to work a nine hour shift in front of angry, grumpy, pre-Christmas COVID customers. Like it would not have made me feel very happy. But I was too worried about what the other, like what my manager would think. And I didn't want to make a big deal and make a scene. And I was had this big ego that I didn't want to have a sick day. And I wanted to uphold that. I've never had a sick day um, thing. That it meant that I was willing to go to work when emotionally. I had not even processed what was going on. Because I'd only heard about an hour beforehand. So I wasn't in the right headspace to even process it. Let alone be okay and fit to work. Um, so I'm still clearly learning to put myself first. But... Last year, the even the decision to come to England when I did, that was a massive move for me. Thinking with my heart as well as my head rather than just my head. I am such a practical thinker and I've had other podcast episodes on here. The ones with Amy were really good about the difference between thinking with your heart and thinking with your head and listening to your gut. All of that stuff I've always been really bad at. Like, If I have two decisions that I need to make and they are really tricky to make, I will get a whiteboard out and make a table and look at pros and cons and rank the pros and cons and look at the scores and whichever one has the biggest score I choose. I am usually that person rather than, oh, my gut's telling me to to, to do this. Like my heart is telling me to do this. I have no idea how to do that. But putting me first included moving out of my flat because that was in my best interest. That was in financially my best interest that was in the best interest of my other flatmates in the end because that meant that they weren't kind of waiting for me to come back. They weren't splitting power between three people. Um, they could find a new flatmate and have a fourth person to hang around with. And I was out of there. I wasn't just this like awkward fourth person that was lingering but weren't sure when they were coming back. And it was just awkward. And although I didn't want to make them go through that and it had always been us three and it was always the fourth person that would always move and go and we'd always have to find a fourth person but us three had always stayed together and I was going to be the person breaking that bond of the three of us always staying together so that was a big thing for me to choose leaving Jenny Craig when I'd barely when I hadn't even started I felt really bad about that and I sent so many emails I sent paragraphs and paragraphs saying like I'm so sorry and it really proved to me like I clearly was putting myself last, very last in lots of these things because of the replies I kept getting from different people were like, you don't have to explain yourself. Like we would have done the exact same thing you have done way earlier. Like, and it took for me to get so many of those replies. Like it took for my boss to say, Shannon, this is soap. Like you're working at Lush for nine hours today selling soap, like way to kind of bore down the the company. But He was right. Like, I had just found some really shocking news. I was really far away from home. I didn't even know how to process anything. And yet, I was turning up to a retail job before Christmas, ready to work during a pandemic. And it was just like, no one would expect you to turn up. And I was willing to turn up. And I think that, yeah, 
going into this year, I will continue to put myself first in times when I know that I am my number one priority. If I can look after myself the most, I can look after other people. Um, and if I'm not feeling mentally in the right headspace and I haven't put myself first enough to think that I'm strong enough and empowered enough and just kind of ready to get on with life and like cope with all the shambles that the year has to bring me, um, I can't help anyone else. So I will continue to put myself first, but that is definitely something I'm proud of doing last year. All right. Second thing I'm proud of is continuing to ensure that my studies were my main priorities. And that was despite like my environments changing, my circumstances changing, um, when opportunities were a loss, I didn't give up and I never lost drive. Um, I think this was a massive year for teaching us priorities. And I think a common per- like thing that everyone says they learned across this year is like, I learned to slow down and like, I learned what really matters. Like I learned that my family is my number one, everything. And I'm kind of like, yeah, you're right. Um, but I still haven't learned to slow down. I don't really want to yet. <laughs> like I still get really bored doing like 10 things at once, but, and I've always known that family is really important. So I didn't really have to, I didn't need a global pandemic to kind of teach me that, but I am really, really proud of this. It's probably one of the biggest things that I'm proud of is keeping my priorities the way they were. Even with lockdowns and quarantines and pandemics and moving, I've been in three countries this year, even with a pandemic, oh, last year, sorry. And I have continued all 365 days to keep my university studies my number one priority the whole time, which... I think for some people that like uni wouldn't be their number one priority, but it always has been mine because to me, I'm spending all this money on an education. The least I can do is put my all into it for the three or four years that, you know, you're there. Or to me, it was four years. The least I can do is put my all into it, get the grade that I deserve for the amount of work that I've put in and use it and use it to my advantage later in life and get a job that I deserve. So no matter where I was, online learning, in upfront learning, learning from all the way over here, time zones, Zooms, the whole lot, deadlines at midnight, um, I continued to make university my number one priority and I continued to, I was just going to repeat the same sentence, okay, I'm going to stop, um, <laughs> but it was always like, I, no matter which environment I was, I treated uni as like a full-time job. And I got everything done on time. I gave ample time to everything. I planned everything out and I still managed to... I think there was lots of people that I heard like quitting uni or deferring uni or just kind of their grades have gone downhill because they've just lost drive because as soon as it's gone online, they don't feel as accountable and they struggle to kind of motivate themselves. Um, But I was really lucky and I didn't fall off the bandwagon there and I continued to give everything I had. And I'm really proud to say that now going into 2021 every single piece of assessment that I submitted whether I enjoyed looking at the grade that I got at the end or not was truly the best representation of what I was capable of at that point in time and I think that's pretty cool like even if it wasn't the grade that you wanted at least you can't sit here and say oh imagine if I tried a little harder though like oh but what if I did this? Or, oh, all I had to do was just like study for a bit longer or study for a bit, a bit harder. So I'm standing here in 2021 going, you know what? That was literally the best that I could do. And some of it I'm really happy with. Some of the grades I was still annoyed at and pissed off at. But the amount of Zooms that I had to wake up in 3am, 4am, 4, 2am to call in for, I never missed any. 
and I continued to keep focused, stat like sit in this office every single day and do what I needed to do. So I think that was pretty darn good. Okay, number three. Um, learning to just let it be. <laughs> now, this is not something that I have conquered. I am not proud. I'm not sitting here. I'm so proud. I completely learned to um just that whatever it will be, will be. But like this year was, as we can all agree, it was mental. There was a lot that happened that was completely out of our control. And for as long as I can remember, I've always been a control freak. I've been super organized and I've tried to keep everything in a neat little box, um, all neat with no mistakes. And I've tried to be in control. And I think that's really important to have control over your life. But there comes a time or a year when you're actually not in control. There are bigger things than you that are actually dictating where you can go, who you can see, what environment you're in, what country you're in, where you can and can't go, um, and all of that. And I think that this year I had literally no choice but to learn to go with the flow and just accept what will happen will happen. This time, like if I was just given half of the uncertainty that I was given this year, like two years ago, I would have probably had a mental breakdown. And I think maybe it's a combination of who I was living with last year. Like Ruby, for example, is the most chill, relaxed person that I've ever met. And she is so like, oh, you know, there's no point worrying about it. Like it's only a waste of energy. And then I've got Amy here who's very like spiritual and knows exactly like what her gut's telling her and what her heart's telling her. And she's very like, what will be, will be. And then there's me who's like so uptight and pedantic. Like I'm so annoying to people because I'm like, no, I've got to be here at this time and I'm going to be here at this time. Oh no, I'm behind schedule. Like this is not going to happen then. And I'm not going to be able to get this done. And it's like, well, we're going into a third lockdown at 6 p.m. tonight. So whether you like it or not, like you can't get everything done on that to-do list because the gym will close and all this sort of stuff. So with the amount of flights that kept changing and the different country that I was in and lockdowns changing and works changing and uni changing and all that it's just I've had the craziest year and I just think that that's something to be really really proud of is just now I didn't know where I was living next year until about three days ago Um, I didn't even know how I was living with I know that I'm flying into Auckland I don't I didn't know how I'm getting to Wellington. I just didn't know any of this stuff. And I would have normally been here trying to plan it all out and try and organize it all to the minute and work out how I'm going to get from A to B and C to D and what time and what day. And But I think there's some beauty in just being spontaneous, which I've learned is actually really cool. Um, and also that there's just no point, like it would have been a total waste of energy to try and book a flight and organize how I'm going to get from this place to this place and who I'm going to rely on from here to here. And the pandemic is probably going to be like this state from here to here. And there's going to be this many cases. Like you just don't know in 2020 and, and now 2021, we still don't know. And so I've learned to just not waste my energy on things that are out of my control and just letting them be. Because at the end of the day, they're going to do what they want. This pandemic is going to do what it wants. And I have no control. So wasting time trying to organize it all is just not worth it. So tomorrow I leave for New Zealand I know that I'm going to be in a hotel for two weeks. I don't know what hotel, which is annoying, but I will. Um, And I know that I need to get down to Tauranga after that to pick up a car. And then 
Ruby and I are going to slowly just make our way back down to Wellington. Don't know when we'll get back. Don't know where we're going to stay each night. Don't know how long we'll be. But we'll work it out. And I think that is really cool for me. <laughs> for some of you are like, okay, whatever. But to me, I'm like, ooh, who is this spontaneous girl? So, yeah, this is fun. This is fun. Um, number four is kind of... Um, a follow-on from the second one about continuing my priorities of study is keeping fit, like, without gyms, without nice weather, with isolations, with lockdowns, um, with someone to train for, all of that sort of stuff. Because the amount of times I go into TikTok and it's, like, um, people's journeys of, like, they used to be this fit and they used to go to the gym all the time and they looked like this and now post-lockdown they look like this and they're kind of, I love it because they're saying like, this is real life, like don't beat yourself up if you've gained a few kilos or if you're not as fit as you used to be or you've taken some time um, away from fitness and everything and I completely stand for like that. If that's what you need, then that's what you need. But personally, I've always been able to judge my body and my mind and I've always known that I need exercise to stay sane. Some people it's reading, some people it's writing a journal, some people it's meditation. For me, it's picking up heavy things and putting them down and getting really sweaty. And I've always known that. So it's good that I've known that and I've recognized that and I continue to recognize that all throughout the pandemic. And I didn't let it slide because I knew if it wasn't for like my physical health that I needed to work out, it was for my mental health, like well and truly. And without gyms, gyms are definitely one of my like top favorite ways um, to exercise now that I'm not playing any water polo and everything. Um, but you just had to learn and adapt and work with what you've got. Like I spent a grand on getting a cert three and like PT cert for a reason. And it really came in handy this year with all the knowledge that I had and all the creativity to say, okay, we've got one kettlebell and we've got a 20 kilo barbell. What can we do? Like, let's make a 30 minute workout. We've got three stations. And it was, it was really, really fun switching it up every single day during lockdown we would be out there in negative three degrees, we'd be out there at night, we'd be out there in the rain, and we'd just kind of keep making new challenges for ourselves. So like running a half marathon or running um, the London Marathon across a day. I also did in Australia when I first arrived, I did like a marathon in a day and ran like 5k every hour on the hour. Um, we did 2,000 burpees in a month for raising money for the Bone Cancer Research Foundation. So there's all these different things that we kind of kept it exciting, but it kept us outside in the fresh air, walking our 10,000 steps a day, going on hikes, and just staying positive about it all, rather than going and sulking and moping and saying, oh, the gym's closed, there goes all my fitness, and I can't work out now. Just going, okay, there's one outlet gone yeah, it's pretty cold and dark outside and it's raining, but like, that's okay. We can have a shower afterwards and just getting out there and getting stuck in and enjoying it and just being grateful to have the equipment that we did have access to. There are a lot of people with a lot worse. There are a lot of people with not even a small backyard um, to run around in. So I knew that keeping fit makes me happy. And so I kept it up. And I think across the year, I missed very few days of exercise whether it was just no walking, you know, um, and you just switched up. I didn't achieve probably as many physical goals as I wanted to, but being able to stay fit and healthy and fight off any virus that could have come into my contact over the time, I am very happy for. Now, thing number five that I'm proud of, um, 
is staying positive and the whole it could have been worse counting blessings thing so obviously with the everyone's different as well like I, I feel like I've been quite negative saying like oh I've had a shit show of a year but like everyone has so I'm not saying that my year was worse than others or I had more like shortcomings than other people or you know I had more bad luck than others I'm not saying that at all like the fact that I got to see my parents for the few months that I did the fact that I have the passport to come and see Ollie in the first place let alone cancel flights is just amazing so that is I think incredible that I managed to stay positive through all these cancelled flights and all these chains of plans and Ollie wasn't in Australia for Christmas like I'd always dreamed of and all this different stuff but just being happy and accepting where I am right now and what cards I've been dealt with currently um but as I was saying before I think something that I want to learn as well though in saying this is with staying positive also recognizing when you have had a bit of a shit time and it's okay to be a bit shitty (laughs) really um because a lot of times this year, like, I, we were running, I think we were running, like, a half marathon or something, Ollie and I, just one day. And I got an email, and it said from Emirates. So I checked it, like, on my run, which I normally wouldn't do. But because it was from Emirates, I was like, oh, no. And it was that my flight had been cancelled. And I went to go cry. And I think I let out, like, two tears. And then I thought, no, no, no. It's fine. Like, I'm just grateful to be alive. Like, and I, I automatically, it was like I primed myself to automatically click into this like I'm just so grateful and happy and blessed and the world is so great and the sunshine and And I think like and the same thing happened like with my granddad and with Ollie's dad going to hospital was like I didn't give myself time to process anything at the same time as yes staying positive was good but I think sometimes you've got to kind of let yourself feel the emotions before you just push them down and act so positive because there is nothing worse than when you're on like social media or something and someone makes you feel bad for like having a bit of a cry or having a bit of a meltdown for something that was smaller than what someone else is advertising and they're like but I'm happy and you should be too like there is nothing worse than all you when you just want to cry about something and someone's telling you like you don't deserve to be ha- like to be sad about that like you shouldn't be crying you should be happy you should be counting your blessings and so I think I've definitely got to get that balance right coming in 2021. But in saying that, I saved myself a lot of tears, a lot of breakdowns, and a lot of just like sad, mopey times. Like I enjoyed myself a lot more in 2020 by saying, hey, like I'm in the UK, baby. Like I'm here for a few more months. I know it's lockdown, but like I get access to Biscoff spread for way cheaper. (laughs) So yeah, counting blessings, staying positive. But that one comes as a precaution because sometimes I was a little bit too positive. (laughs) And last one that I am proud of is just a happy little one. And that is starting a podcast because starting this podcast has done a lot for me. I haven't even been regular with it at all, really. Um, But it's given me a platform other than uni to just express myself and to use a platform to be passionate about the things that I am passionate about and to not have to follow a brief or a task sheet or only write and talk about the things that the task sheet wants me to talk about or the topics. Um, And it's given me a really good opportunity to learn and to communicate and reflect and just relieve stress and like speak up and be critical about all these different things that I feel drawn and called to, to talk about. 
We've done episodes on OCD. We've done episodes on goals and like procrastination. We've done episodes on Black Lives Matter. Um, we've done episodes. What else have I done episodes on? Let's actually go onto Spotify and see. But I haven't done like too, too many episodes, but I've done more than probably I thought. Um, we've talked about influences and like nutrition and just lack of science. Um, we've done social media and the influence of social media. We've done mental health. We've done sustainability. Oh my God. We actually have done like a lot of different things. So I've really, really, really enjoyed this podcast. Um, my goal is to keep it going for this year coming and to do more episodes. I think I'm going to do quite a few episodes over logged over, um, quarantine just cause I'll be so bored and eager to talk. But yeah, I've learned a lot and it's called me to just speak up um, and express myself and not stand for any other bullshit. This year, I've really culled like my social media and who I follow and become a lot more critical in what others say and just the world around me and society that I'm in. Last year, I the year before, oh, it's hard to say last year because last year was 2020. 2019 me was probably just a bit more immature and is probably a little bit more caught up in the world of social media and friends and friendships and all of that sort of stuff and high school and everything like that um in the bigger world and I wouldn't even post anything that was educational online or anything because I was like oh no like I'll leave that to the professionals kind of thing but this year I've learned that it doesn't matter who you are you have a platform. It doesn't matter how big that platform is. Like you have a voice. Um, so use it and use it positively and use it critically and use it educationally. Please don't state shitty facts that aren't real. If you want to listen to that, talk, uh, listen to my last podcast about influencers because I am absolutely sick of influencers with big platforms being uneducated and trying to spread misinformation to young influential audiences audiences this is wow Shannon okay (laughs) it's time to go to bed um but yeah this podcast has been a really great like great step in the right direction for me just with where I want to go in the future I think I've improved over time just with speaking and my vocab and all of that probably not but like it feels like it and just keeping on with something that like I'm not getting as much um, like recognition for or remuneration for anything like no one's saying like oh you should make another episode like where's your next episode I'm waiting for it. Or, like oh we all listen to your episode or like there's no numbers or anything or no money in it or like no one's keeping me accountable to keep this podcast going apart from myself and it's a personal challenge and it's just been a really good outlet for me to just reflect and just keep pushing for things that I'm passionate about um and excited about so That is part one, I suppose, done of my 2020 wrap up. Thank you so much for listening. If you've gotten this far, I'll be very surprised if you have. So let me know, send me a message if you got this far and tell me what you're proud of this year. I would love to know um, what makes you warm and fuzzy inside that you have managed to accomplish and achieve and bypass and all of that um, over the last year and what you're going to do this year to top it. So without further ado, I will let you all go and stay tuned for episode or part two of this mini series of my 2020 wrap up, which is going to be things I have learned. All right. Stay safe. Stay well, everyone. I will talk very soon um, when I'm probably in Auckland, hopefully. 
<laughs> All right. See you soon, everyone.